Shabbos daf kufyudal was starting at the Mishnah eleven lines from the top. Hachayish b'shinu loyga meir b'hanas hachayim. It's al matabul kudakai that we are talking about the halachas of refuah, and we said that any refuah that's not mucha milsa that you're doing refuah, therefore there are butamar and geiza and the whole gzeri refuah is because of shrik salmonim, because of crushing salmonim, which would be an iser teichin. However, if it doesn't look like you're doing refuah because you do it standard like this, even if you're not sick, then you'll be muta. And if it's something that doesn't look standard, then it looks like you're doing only refuah, and therefore. And the Mishnah says that if a person has a toothache, he can't sip vinegar through their teeth, which would be a refuah, because that's not something that people do generally during the week. But you'll add a dip bread or some sort of a food product into the vinegar, which was standard for people to do in those times how they ate their bread and their food. And therefore, even during the week, that was something that they did. So you're allowed to do this on Shabbos, even though the Mimela, you may have a refuah. But in Israp, in Israp, must have someone is, has pain on his side. You're not smear your side with wine or vinegar because that wasn't normal to shmear yourself unless you weren't feeling well. And therefore, that was refuah. They allowed to smear yourself with oil because that was standard that they used to do it even during the weekday, even someone that was, was feeling fine. But you're not allowed to use oil that was soaked in roses that therefore was very expensive however the Tanakhama says that princes can smear themselves with this rose oil because even during the weekday like Rav says they would also do that Rav Shimon says we don't make differential between halachas and therefore Rav Bonan didn't make a on this rose oil for a uh, prince, therefore, for Claudius saw there was never such a zero, and it would be much for everyone. The Gemara asked, yes, we just said that vinegar is good for your teeth. The Torah of Acha, which is Rav Acha Papa, now we learned from Mishnah. You see from here that vinegar is good for your teeth. But the Pasuk initially says, as a negative, that it's like vinegar for your teeth and like smoke to your eyes. Of course, smoke in your eyes is bad, and vinegar to your teeth is also bad. The Gemara answers like Kasha, Habakur to Pri, Habakhal, depends what we're talking about. Regular vinegar, like our Mishnah, then that is good for the teeth. However, what we're talking about in the Pasuk is talking about not actual vinegar, but you had an unripened fruit, and therefore that taste of such a fruit is a very sharp taste, that is actually not good for your teeth. Or you could say that the Mishnah and the Pasuk are talking about regular vinegar. But Depends if you really have a maka or not. Ikamaka, our Mishnah is talking about when you have a maka masi, then it tells you, like a maka, if there's no maka and you drink vinegar just regularly, merapi, then it'll weaken your teeth and they may fall out. The Mishnah said, You're not allowed to swallow, you're not allowed to sip vinegar on Shabbos, because like we said, it's not the derech, and therefore it looks like refuah, and it's also about tiny effect. You're not allowed to sip vinegar, and then spit it out. But you'll add a sip vinegar if you're going to swallow it. So We're talking about in the Mishnah when you're spitting it out, and therefore it's going to be also. We can even explain our Mishnah that we're talking about a person that sips vinegar, and he actually swallows it, and even so, our Mishnah says it's also, even though the bright because the Bryce is talking that you're doing it prior to eating and therefore it looked like you're being metabol just like everyone dips bread they do this also and therefore it will be mutter however our Mishnah is talking about since you already finished your meal Everyone knows you already completed your meal, and therefore you were tavel called circle, like Rash says, and therefore by the fact you're doing this now and you're sipping vinegar, it must be you're doing for a fool, and that's why it would be also. The Gemara asks, how could Rabbi say that this is Shadow Mishnah, that is the difference between the Nei Tibal and the Achat 
that just like Rava agrees that before Tibal it's mutter because people don't realize that he's doing it for a refuah, also after Tibal should be mutter because the Shamil Rava, because we know that Rava holds a concept that there's no such Issa in the Torah that for half of Shabbos or for part of Shabbos it's going to be Asa and for part of it it's going to be, be mutter. Why? The Isla Hoyal, because we say a concept of Hoyal. The Amr Rava, Rava says, the Gemara in Be'er and Daphne Zion says that in our table, Kalim on Shabbos, however, an Adam, a person can be titled. And we said, why by Kalim can't you be titled? So Rav says over there, because it's nearer Kemisakmikli. But a person looks like he's just going to bathe and to cool off. And the Gemara says over there, that's very good on Shabbos, where it's mutter to go wash yourself off. So you could say it's looking like you're being maker and you're not being misakin yourself. However, beyond Kippurim, that's also Berchitza, and everyone knows you're going to be titled and you're being misakin yourself. So how can you go to the mikvah? And we should be geyser because it's like besakin or vitzvi. So Rabbi says over here that there's no is of Shabbos that on Shabbos it would be mutter. However, on Yom Kippur it would be also. And therefore, since on Shabbos there's no reason to be asher, therefore on Yom Kippur we also then asher. So you see the concept of hayol de b'shabes shari b'yom kippur nami shari. And here also we say since it's mutter before tibul it should be mutter lachat tibul. The Gemara says hard to be Rabbi mehach. Rav is actually harder from the memory he just said that our Mishnah is going to have to be like, like a Baya that our Mishnah is only going by Megameo Pilot because by Megameo Baylea, if you actually swallow it, there won't be a chilot between Lefnetivil and Achetivil and they're going to both be Mutter. And Rashi points out that our Rav in Asuga was said before Rav in the Gemara in Baya and he's harder at that point from our Sugya and he learns that there's a concept of Hoyle. So the Gemara says, who says he was harder from our Mishnah? Dilma, Mahi Maybe he was harder from the Gemara and Be'er. Maybe that was said first and that was what he was chayzan. The Gemara says, because we have a b'raisa. Kol He couldn't have said that because we know anyone that has a chiyot and it's a tvila on Tishbar you could go and be tevil and therefore it couldn't be that Rav would say that you're going to be asked to do tvila and mikvurim and it must be that you say the concept of hell because we have a b'raisa that's befurish like that and that's the Shita of Rava, and therefore in our Mishnah we only have one Teretz at this point, which is Abayah's Teretz, that our Mishnah was referring Dafka by Gamea Pilot, but if you sip vinegar and then you swallow it, that would be Mutter, Lefnei Tivil, or La'achat Tivil, like we said in the Brisa. The Mishnah said, HaChayshit B'Maslov, that there's a difference between what type of Shemin, if it's a Derech, if it's not a Derech, etc. And then Rabbi Shimon says a great Klal, he says, that we don't make a Chilot between different people, and therefore if it's Mutter for Princes, then it will be mutter for whole Klai Yisrael by the rose oil. So the Gemara, Amr Rab Av Bazav, the Amr Av Halacha Rab Shimon, the Halacha is like Rab Shimon. Now Mishnah says the Gemara is that Lachari Lefi Rab Rab is going like Rab Shimon, who is a Kula. So Frak the Gemara, the Meimer, the Rab Rab Shimon Tzvi does it mean that Rab holds like Rab Shimon in the entire Masech the Shabbos B'Negei all Kulas? But Amr Rab Shimon Bachia Mishmed Rab Rab Shimon Bachia said the name of Rab Hai Mesukrayed in Zaisa this. Um, cloth that they used to do in order to wrap the top of a barrel in order that the wine shouldn't get out and leak out and we turn to Kofiudal from the bays also la dukya bayam teva they now had to push it into the barrel on yantiv because you're going to squeeze out the liquid that's in the barrel and that's going to be skita and now that's a dovashem miskavin and Rav Shimon generally holds dovashem miskavin mutter so how can you say the Rav holds us over there and my answer is by he after Rav Shimon maida the reason why Rav says that because here Rav Shimon is maida because it's a secretion by Rav 
If you have a case where it's for sure going to happen, and you're Nikolay, then the din is that it's us. So that's why Rav passes over there. He for sure holds like Rav Shimon that Dov Shemiskavin is generally Muta. However, here it's also because it's a Psikresha. The Gemara says, We know Rav said first, and Shmuel said, and Avin learned the same din, but without saying it over a name. Rav says straight, Shmuel says straight, I and the lion that's part of the Chabura, we explained, who is that lion that he's talking about, who's the Chashu person that Rav was referring to, that our mission says that Halach is like Rav Shimon, that everyone could go and smear this oil on them. But it's not because of the time of Rav Shimon. What does that mean? Because if you can say the Halach is like Rav Shimon, that's Muta, not because of the time of Rav Shimon. Either Rav Shimon saw Masi that by rubbing this oil on you, it actually heals, and therefore the Het of Rav Shimon would be based on this concept that just be, that you don't make a chilip between different types of people. But Rav Savaloy Masi, Rav holds that the reason why it's Muta is not because of Rav Shimon, because he holds it's not Rav at all, it doesn't do anything, it has no effect on the person. In fact, you can say Rav holds that this type of uh, procedure doesn't heal anyone. The fact that the Rabban and Amishnah say that princes can smear this rose oil on the Makos, you see there, even Rabban hold that heals, and therefore there's no Bachlekes between Rav Shimon and Rabban if there's any healing power of this oil. says, is like Rav Shimon, it's Rav Shimon holds, even though it's not for a person, it's still that it's only when, when it's shriach for a person then it's muta. However, it's not shriach to do it anymore. Where Rav lived, even regular people would smear themselves with rose oil, and therefore, since it was shriach, therefore it's not muchal milsa that you're doing for four, and that's why it was muta. But it has nothing to do with Rav Shimon. So even though Rav could hold like Rabbi Yehuda, that Dov Shemeskavin is also. However, here he's passing it's muta to rub rose oil even on someone that's not a prince because he holds. That it's something that's not going to be Muchamilsa, and therefore the Xavier doesn't apply anymore in the city of Rav, Hadron Lach Shmoyne Shwatzim. Zakta Mishnah, Be'eluk Sharm Shechayamalam. These are the knots that you chayev on them. If you do that on Shabbos, you're going to be chayev Beshoyeg, a carbon katas, and Bemezi, you'd chayev Skila if you had Adam and Asra. Four quick points as Akhtarma to understand our Gemara better. Number one, the Malacha of Kshira, of knotting something, has to be when it's a Kesha Shel Kayama, that you made it in a strong way. In addition, it's intended to keep like that for a while. Just like in the Mishkan, where they tied strands and threads of Urias that ripped apart and they retied them, and that stayed for a while because Urias were made to stay forever. In addition, the Malacha of Matir, where you're untying something, it has to be similar to when they trapped the Chilazin to make the Chilaz from its blood, and sometimes they had to undo the nets to loosen or tighten them or shorten or lengthen them. In addition, keep in mind there's machlekes rishonim. If matter has to be done, al menas just similar to meichek seisa and kareya, or yachayiv even for a knot al menas Number three, the gemara is going to speak about a camel driver's knots. Now, a camel had a ring made of rope which was tied through the nose piercing of the camel, and this rope ring stayed in the gummel forever. It was meant to stay there. That was a Keshach Kayama. They then tied to this ring another rope, or a long rope, or a leash, to lead or control the animal, which got tied to that ring and would be removed and untied when not needed. 
So this kasha is considered a kasha she'en shalkeyama. So now again, by the gamal, there's one kasha shalkeyama, which is the ring that stayed in the nose the entire time. And there's a second string or leash that was pulling the camel or holding the camel in place when it was resting. And that was something that was untied, and therefore that's a kasha shalkeyama. In addition, by a boat or a ship, they also had a similar type of rig made of strong rope, which was tied to the front of the boat, which was shalkeyama. That stayed there forever. And then another, a long rope, which was tied to this ring, which was then used as an anchor to tie and anchor the ship to the shore, and this long rope would be untied and removed when not needed, or when the ship was actually at sea. And this longer rope was a kasha she'en shal kiyama. Zakta mishnah el kshayom olim kasha gemalim kasha safarim. The kasha that yichayiv for is a kasha similar to the camel driver's knot and to the sailor's knot, which we'll explain in the gemara which one we're referring to. Ukshem shuchayiv al kishuran, just like yichayiv when you knot something, which is of kshal kiyama kachu chayiv al aterin. You also chayiv for a case where you matter. Rashi says kiyafinim b'chal gadol like the tziyade achalazin shenitzurachim leprakim lahatik. Like we explained, any kasha which isn't so strong and therefore it's easy to open it even with one hand, you wouldn't be chayim on that. That would not be considered kayama. Even if you made it with the intent to keep it like that, but this is not a knot that's considered a kasha and therefore you would not be chayim for such a kasha. My kasha gamlin the kasha safanim. What is the kasha? of the camel drivers and the kasha of the sailors. If it's the long rope that's tied to the small rope that's a hook or a loop, and it's the kasha that we're talking about where you had a rope that was tied to the ring that was on the front of the ship. This is a kasha which is not because it's removed at some point like we explained. What we're talking about is it's talking about the ring that was tied to the nose of the actual camel and also the ring that's tied to the front of the ship, which, like we explained, is a kasha shalkiyama. We said Rameya said that any kasha that you're able to be matter with one hand is not considered a kasha, and therefore you're not chayim. So, the brother asked the following question: What happens if you take a bow and you make it a very tight bow? Would you be chayim if you're or not? Is the reason for Rameya because you could untie it with one hand? A bow, you could just pull it apart, and therefore you wouldn't be chayiv. The time of rameyah because it's not a tight bow or tight knot. If you make a tight bow, it's also tight, and therefore it could last for a while. And therefore you have two things. First of all, even if you made a kiyama, it's made it for kiyam, and this and it could stay for a long time because it's tight. Now Rashi and the Mishra said in Shiachalatiri, Deloy Hadke. It sounds from Rashi because it's not tight. It sounds like it's in a position on this. But the Chayyim Rashi is just giving a svar. If you want a svar of Rameya, the Mishnah continues. There are Kesharim that you're not Chayyim on them, and it's not like the Kesh of the Gamel and Kesh of which the Mishnah said you're Chayyim on them So these that we're talking about, these types of knots, you'd be Potter Avol also. However, the Mishnah continues with things that actually Mutlach Chatila, and the Gemara is going to be bothered with this and, and explain the Mishnah a little bit better. 
A woman could actually tie the opening of her dress. There was some sort of a, like a type of robe that she hooked on to her um, as straps, and those things were tied in a way that she opened every day, and therefore it's mutla because they're not a kasha shel kayama. In addition, v'chutei svacha, strings of her hat, v'shel piskia, and of her girdle, v'ritzuas b'nao v'sandal, and the straps of shoes and sandals, v'noidis yayim v'shemen, and leather flasks which were made for wine and for oil, like Rashi says, they had a piece of leather that covered the flask and then was tied on top of it. In addition, v'kadeir shabasa, a pot of basa, where they used to take a piece of a beged and they would put it on top of it and then they would tie it. That is another kesha that you allowed to tie and untie in Shabbos. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, allowed to make a kashira, a chevel, on the width of the Pesach, he made a long string to protect that the behemoth shouldn't run out and that you're allowed to do also on Shabbos. Gemara continues, Agufa kasha, l'chari, it's very fair what we just said. It seems that you have things that you're not chayiv on it like the Kesha Gamalam and Kesha Savan, which you chayiv midrash on. However, these kashon that we're going to be talking about are going to be pata aval also. So it's mashma chiyuv hudaleka ha'isura ika v'hadatani, and then right away the examples we give is kasheris isha mafteach haluka filachatchila, and we say she's allowed to tie, which is mashma lachatchila. So what's going on? So the Gemara answers that this is almost like a chesur mechsa. Hachikama yesh kasherin she'en chayav la kekesh agamalu kekesh svarim. There are some kasherim that you're not going to be chayav on them midiraisa, like the kekesh agamalu kekesh svarim, which is chayav midiraisa. And like the Gemara explained right before, that we were talking about the rings that were actually tied on the nose of the Gamal that was Shalkayama, or on the front of the boat which was going to stay there forever, and those are Chayim Midraiso. However, there are those that are not Chayim Midraiso, but they're only Chayim Midrabon, and they're Patavel also. Which ones are those? Those are Yudbezam and Alf, Kitra, the Katabiz Mum, the Kitra, the Katabiz Tridida. This is the longer leash that you tied to the other ring that was actually permanently affixed to the Gamal, or on on the Svina and that leash or that rope that was the anchor for the boat that's what we're talking about that's only going to be Midrabanach Yuvu Deleka Ha'isura Ika what's the reason? Rashi says Ratsura Erucha Shemachnisa Betabas Asa Lechatchila Kaishusham you now let it tie to Lechatchila why? Even though sometimes you took it off and therefore Midrabanach Yachayim but since you leave it there potentially for a week or for two the Kaisha Umati Roshe Echad Shenasem Biyatad Ayba Amad Shasa Bayanaka Vagamo Therefore, since it's something that you keep tying onto a post or onto somewhere where it anchors and it holds up the gummo, therefore, in those cases, it's going to be also midrabon. And then the Mishnah continues and says, They allowed to tie this woman's cloak, which was considered a completely, because that's something that you take off every single day, and that's considered mutlachatrila. However, what we're talking about in the middle case is something like a chesur and we'll stop over here.